Hello, world. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, your host, Jarrett R. Crothers. I hope that you've had a blessed day and are ready for some fun. So it has been a hot second since I've recorded a podcast. Literally, it's been over a month. I know I'm awful. And I knew that this was going to happen as I am a college student in the musical theater program, which is so stupid busy. But I'm back and I hope to um, be posting a lot more, especially over this next week. So I'm excited about that. So just to start off, we're going to do a quick little living my best life update. Um, My life has been absolutely crazy good. And I've loved every single second of my time here at Ball State. I've gotten to know so many different people. I've gotten to find my people who I love a lot, um, including my roommate who is super duper cool, Noah Hankins follow him on all the things and my friend Trinity Cravens who's also super cool find her on all the social medias and other friends like Macy Arrington who can sing her face off Gabriela Guerrero who's also in my class and a couple other senior and freshman and junior and sophomore musical theater majors here at Ball State University we're all pretty cool so you should all follow us on social media so anyway our topic today is mental health. So this week is OCD Awareness Week. And so we are going to talk about OCD and my life with OCD in a segment that I'm calling self-care, self-love. So I'm excited to do this because self-care and self-love is something that's super duper important to me. And I think with mental illness, one of the most important things that we can do is talk about it. So I do suffer, suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder. And it's something that I have always had. It's something that I've always struggled with. And it's something that I deal with on the daily. And so it's really, really difficult. But it's also an illness, a mental illness that a lot of people don't know about. So the whole point to OCD Awareness Week is to remind people that OCD is real, hashtag OCD is real, and that it's something that we need to take into consideration when we're talking with people. Because mental illness is something that we can't see on the surface level. We can't look at someone and say, oh, wow, they have depression. Oh, wow, they have anxiety. Wow, they have OCD. Wow, they have bipolar disorder. Like, there's so many different things that we can look at people and know things about them, but mental illness isn't one. And we live in a world today that is progressing and becoming more accepting of mental illness. So I think it's important for us to really consider that, especially when we're talking about mental illness and we're talking about people overall. So um, something that I always love, love, love to do is say a quote about what we're talking about. I love quotes. I think quotes are the best thing in the world. And I saw this very, very simple one that I really connected with. And it says, a soft reminder, not everything that weighs you down is yours to carry. So just because you have a mental health issues, you have a mental illness, that doesn't mean that you're the person that has to carry all the weight. You're not alone. People are here for you. And I've encountered so many situations while I've been here of people in distress and trying to face things on their own when in reality they don't need to do that because they are not alone. So 
I just urge you to talk about your mental illness and talk to someone uh, about that mental illness. I'm a firm believer that everyone should go to therapy. I go to therapy. I know a lot of people that do go to therapy. And it's just a great time to really um, do a self-assessment and talk about yourself and talk about what you need as a person. So, for example, I go to therapy, um, or I used to, I haven't been in a couple months actually, but I used to go to therapy every month and I would just sit down with my therapist and we'd talk through stuff. We'd talk about stressors. We'd talk about my compulsions with OCD. We'd talk about a bunch of different things. And so it really, really, really helped me in coping and addressing my, um, mental illness. Um, even if you don't have a therapist, I think it's just super important to talk to someone about your stresses and talk about your mental illness so that you know that you're not alone. I know it can be super hard to do that. Um, I know, I know that I've talked with a lot of people in my department and a lot of people in my class about mental illness and just the fact that mental illness is a thing and that it's something that we need to talk about more. So just because you have mental illness doesn't mean that you have to carry it alone. You are not a Loan. So that is the T. So moving on with talking about OCD Awareness Week. If you followed my Instagram, you know that I did like a little bitty takeover um, talking about OCD. And so I thought for this episode, we kind of go through um, my Instagram post and talk about kind of the way that um, I presented OCD in that fashion because I usually lay out, um, sorry, I'm going to adjust my volume a little bit. It's, it's a little loud. There we go. Anyway. Um, but I addressed, I usually list out things that I'm going to talk about, um, for my podcast. But for today, I thought that I would challenge my OCD a little bit and kind of go a little freelanced. So it's kind of all over the place right now. I know I'm rambling and I'm usually like not, but today it's kind of all over the place because I'm challenging my OCD and it is making me a little anxious and it's making me a little like, ooh, and rambly. And I'm saying, um, and a lot of things that I usually don't say in my podcast, but it's okay. I'm challenging it and we are going to get through. So this week is OCD Awareness Week. And for those of you that don't know, obsessive compulsive disorder is a common disorder in which someone has some kind of thoughts or an obsession or a constant urge or behavior that is taken in order to maintain a compulsion. So this disorder can be chronic or it can be or it can last a long time. So I have long lasting obsessive compulsive disorder and there's different obsessions and different compulsions that things that um, people have. Um, a lot of people try and divide obsessions and compulsions, but I think of them as one. So the one that most people are most aware about is contamination is the compulsion of contamination or the obsession of contamination, which is where they're scared that everything is contaminated, that there's germs everywhere. Um, another one that people know about is like counting the compulsion of counting the compulsion of arrangement, 
the compulsion of order, which is one of the ones that I have. But some of the compulsions that people don't know about are things such as um, checking, things such as social compulsions, and things like touching. That's also a compulsion that a lot of people don't know about. And so just there, just know that OCD is not one set thing. It's similar to anxiety and depression, that it varies from person to person. But with OCD, it's very, very hard to point out because it's a per- it has to do with personality too. So a lot of people are like type A personalities and yet they don't have OCD because it isn't a compulsion. It isn't something that triggers them and it isn't something that turns into a habit or something that has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it like is a huge stressor. So uh, one of my biggest uh, compulsions are order and social. Those are my two compulsions. And I'm kind of, kind of, kind of going to go between both of them and talk about what each of those means. So the first compulsion that I developed was order. This means that organization, patterns, even slightest imperfections bother me and are huge triggers. Uh, so things such as organization, things such as planning, things as lists, um, are huge things for me. So one of the things that I developed first was that I had to eat food on my plate in a chronological and clockwise order and that I didn't want food to touch. That was a huge, huge thing that I've really combated and really worked with exposure therapy on fixing or not fixing, but controlling because you can't fix a mental illness, but controlling my mental illness, um, So now I try to eat my food in a random order. It doesn't matter if it's clockwise. It doesn't matter how I eat it, just that it gets down my throat. So that was a huge thing. So I keep talking about exposure therapy, but the best way, the best way to treat OCD is through exposure therapy. So it's putting yourself in situations in safe situations, always safe situations in which you're exposing yourself to things that are stressors in order to show your brain that like this disorder and the chemical imbalances that are causing this are not over you. So by forcing food to be disorderly on my plate, eating it out of order and everything, I'm teaching myself that it's okay. Um, Another way that my order affects me is lists. I have an impulse to list out literally everything that I do, to-do lists, outfits lists, scheduling lists. Like I have lists for so many different things that it's not even funny, especially to-do lists. I have like seven different to-do lists at one time, and it's just like a compulsion that I have to list every single thing out. Um, and I, I utilize that as a good thing. It keeps me organized. It keeps me listing out things that I have to do, but also at the same time, it takes a lot of time to do that. And at times it can get in the way of even just a performing a task rather than just performing it. I usually have to list out how I'm going to perform it and then do it. So it, it can be a good thing. OCD is one of those things that it can give you, um, really good skills and force you to do things and force you to kind of keep your stuff together. But at the same time, it is a compulsion that can take away from things as well. So, uh, I use a paper planner still and I put that in everything. So scheduling and time management, um, I guess time management is a skill, not really a symptom or a compulsion, but, um, overanalyzing, 
what is that sound? Oh, that's outside. <laughs> Sorry, I have my window open and it's very, very pretty outside and there's cars and stuff outside. So, so you're hearing a little bit of the munciness. So please excuse that. It's not perfect here on Live Your Best Life, but it's okay. We're combating OCD by it not being perfect, right? <laughs> anyway, so um, as I was saying, um, breaking down time into like specific minutes and even sometimes seconds is another compulsion that I have. So I try and appease that by just scheduling out big events and kind of letting myself be impulsive in what I want to do. If I have an impulse or a want to do something, I do it and force myself to kind of go off schedule a little bit in order to combat that. So that's kind of cool. Um, another way that it affects me is literally just walking down the sidewalk. So I, it is a huge trigger and I do not like it if I step on a crack in the sidewalk. So even just the smallest crack, I don't like stepping on it. If I step on it, it, it causes a lot of stress and I usually have to go back and like unstep on it. It's, it is kind of a lot, but it is something that like a lot of people don't even notice. So, uh, you can check out a little bit more on that later. Um, kind of side note to mental illness, visibility is the most important thing in any kind of mental illness reformation, I guess, and that you have to have friends and you have to talk about your issues so that people know how to help and it helps you with your discovery, your control, your exposure, and you're living with that illness. So I try to do things like this podcast, this very podcast and talking about it so that people know about it. So that's kind of my order compulsion. Moving away from that, I'm going to talk about my social compulsions. Compulsions. So my social compulsions are not textbook at all and that they don't follow a like usual compulsion setup of OCD. So the one thing that has affected me the most is compulsive lying and like social anxiety in large and like new group settings. So yes, I am admitting to being a compulsive liar people do that? Yes. If it's an OCD compulsion, I have to admit it. And I'm being honest and forcing my, forcing myself to admit that I have this compulsive lying. And it's something that I have a hold on now and I can control it throughout a given day, but it doesn't, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me all the time. I catch myself, I catch myself lying to make a situation better or catch myself lying to, uh, formulate a, situation to ease my social anxieties and to make new group settings better. But in reality, all that's doing is letting my OCD take over. So in many situations, I have to go back and be like, um, actually, here's the truth. I was lying. <laughs> so it has put me in many situations that are super duper uncomfortable and super duper not fun to have. But the fact is that I'm being honest and I am telling myself that this compulsion is not going to beat me. So I put myself in situations that I can't control and being around people who are honest and it forces myself to be honest so I can beat this social compulsions. So it's never, ever easy and it's never, ever over. And having, having OCD is never, uh, ever an excuse 
to lie or an excuse to do something by saying like, oh, I lied because I have OCD. <laughs> no, that's not okay at all. You have to own up and you have to fess up. And that's the only way that you can get better. And I learned that the hard way. I've been put in many, many, many situations with people that I really, really respect that my compulsive lying have put me in situations that I was in the wrong and I didn't really understand it because of my OCD. And yet I uh, hurt the people that are the closest to me because of this um, compulsion. And so it takes a lot for and a, a lot for me to look at myself in the mirror and to, to constantly be criticizing myself and constantly being constructive and constantly like focusing in on that. And that takes so much brain power. Uh, that a lot of people don't really understand. So if you're a person out there and you have a friend with OCD, you have to, one, learn patience, and you have to learn that this is not a easy thing to deal with, as with any mental illness. Um, but a lot of people don't know how to deal with OCD like, they, like we know how to deal with depression or anxiety. So it's my job to get the word out there and to tell people about OCD so that they do understand it a little more. So that's kind of about my compulsions um, specifically, and I'm glad that I, I put that out there in the world. Uh, but I also, there's so many myths about OCD that a lot of people don't understand, and I found this really cool graph that I'm going to kind of read and talk about, and it's just uh, misconceptions about OCD. So one myth is that OCD is just people trying to get more attention. So seeking reassurance is part of something that people have and they have to have that reassurance but that doesn't mean whatsoever that they're trying to do it for a reason so if you ever have someone that is seeking reassurance it might be because of that disorder that's not an excuse to like seek out attention but it is something to keep in mind. Another misconception is that people with OCD are just anal and picky. I've heard that so many times. It's like, Jared, stop being so anal, stop being so bossy. But that is not OCD. The obsession and compulsions cause serious distress and are time-consuming acts that interfere with work, activities, relationships, things like that. OCD is not just something that we, like are just being picky or anal about. It's something that causes a severe distress when something goes out of whack. So you have to be patient with people with OCD so that they can work through it, support them, and then continue with your day. Uh, another, another OCD, another misconception about OCD, sorry, is that they could control what they want to do and they just don't want to. But OCD is a psychiatric disorder and it's accepted and classified as a real disorder in the, in the medical community. And most people want to control it, but it takes a lot of brain power and a lot of time to really learn how to do it. I've only been diagnosed for a year and I'm still, and I still struggle with my compulsions and trying to keep those under wrap as well. And then the last one, which I thought was kind of funny, it says people with OCD just need to learn to relax and stop obsessing. Yeah, no, we can't do that. <laughs> there is an actual chemical imbalance in our brain. Um, called, it's where serotonin, um, the lack of serotonin is associated with OCD, and it's just a hormone in our brain. So, yeah, we can't do that. So 
please don't tell us what to do. <laughs> so that's the tea there. So OCD is absolutely real. Uh, one in 40 people in the United States have OCD. Or, and that statistic is a lot bigger when it comes to other mental illnesses. So it's just our job to make sure that we're loving one another, we're understanding one another, and we're making an effort to talk about other people and talk about our mental illnesses in this world. So we're going to wrap this baby up with mental illness and with OCD and with self-care, self-love. I am such a strong supporter about self-care and self-love. Find things that make you feel good. Find things that help you stay calm and stay out of distress. Talk to someone. Find your people. Do your thing. So as always, you can find me on all social media platforms at Jarrett R. Crothers, except for Snapchat, where you can find me at C-O-O-P-I-D-J. I made that in seventh grade. Please don't make fun of me. Uh, feel free to hit me up with questions, ideas for other podcasts, business inquiries. I'm a choreographer. I do voice lessons, acting lessons, and I also do different motivational speech, motivational speeches and leadership workshops. So just hit me up for that. Um, or just hit me up if you want to talk. If you want to talk about OCD, you want to talk about musical theater, you want to talk about anything, just let me know and we can talk about that. So just hit me up. Um, once again, I'm so, so, so sorry for this being so late. It's been over a month and a half that I've posted and I just want to let you know that podcasts are still super duper important to me and I'm glad that I do that. So tune in next time to live your best life with me, Jarrett R. Crothers, and I'll see you next time. Love others, stay you, and live your best life. Bye.